Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, our show is about your clairsentience and feeling great. Do you feel great right now? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If you do, congratulations. Feeling great might not be the single most important thing in your life, but it sure does help when you feel better, doesn't it? Nothing like waking up on the right side of your bed, stretching to the morning sun, streaming in through the windows, and feeling great to start off your new day. Uh, I always wake up on the left side of the bed. (laughs) (laughs) Yet even the healthiest and most vital of us have days that don't start off like that and many days that don't end up with us feeling so great. If you're otherwise healthy, you might blame not feeling your best to something you ate or drank, especially drank, (laughs) not having had enough sleep, not having time to exercise, being overworked, or because something's not going so well in your life. Although any or all of those things might contribute to your not feeling great, There is also a very common energetic factor that can directly affect how you feel, even from one moment to another. That factor is often called clairsentience, and it's one of your psychic abilities that you have within you as a soul. Everyone has it. Clairsentience literally means clear feeling. We feel things by touch and experience sensations of hot and cold or texture or hardness or softness, softness, <laughs> pain, and many others, including the feeling of equilibrium and even nausea. We may say we feel anger or guilt or fear or grief and other emotions. Then there are those feelings we have about things as in, I feel that's the right time to buy this house or invest in these stocks. And of course, there are times when we don't feel so good about this person, but without any particular reason to feel that way. Although often dismissed as not a priority in our lives, feelings encompass a vast arena in our lives on multiple levels. Various scientists of human anatomy and physiology may say that feelings happen due to chemical and neurological interactions in the body. But then again, corpses don't feel anything, do they, as far as we can surmise? And what does that mean? Without spirit incarnating in the physical body and animating it, the body doesn't have consciousness and life and therefore the ability to feel. So, Who or what feels? Well, you 
You do, of course. You are the spirit that animates the body. You are the life in your body and the light of the world. You are that which feels. And you can feel things that you can touch with your physical body as well as things that you can't see or touch with the physical body. Yes, feeling encompasses a vast territory of your experience in and of life. You might say feeling is a large band of energy and experience. So there's a lot involved in getting you to feel great or lousy at any given time. There are many levels of consciousness and information that can affect your feelings. But the good news is that there are just two main aspects to your feelings. How you feel about something and what you are feeling. I'm going to say that again. How you feel about something and what you are feeling. Many people assume that if they are feeling an unpleasant feeling like depression or guilt or exhaustion, they have to be that feeling. In such a case, a person will say, I am so angry rather than I'm feeling anger. If that person is being the anger he is feeling, he will most likely act upon that anger. On the other hand, when a person is aware that just because he is feeling something doesn't mean he has to be that feeling, he will have the freedom to choose how to respond. One of the cornerstones of what we teach, even on our show here, is for each of us to learn to be neutral first towards whatever it is we are experiencing. A meditation practice of letting thoughts and feelings just be and pass on or pass you by helps enormously in doing that. Anger and or fear can well up within your mind, but we don't have to become it if we maintain our neutrality towards it. Emotions are, just like everything else in this universe, just energy. Neutrality is a practice to remind ourselves that's all an emotion is, no matter how intensely we might feel it at the time. So what we are feeling may be an emotional energy such as anger, guilt, sadness, or fear. How we might feel about what we are feeling may be something else altogether. Often, if we are not aware of the difference between what we are feeling and how we choose to feel about that, we fall into the trap of becoming what we are feeling, as in becoming angry, becoming sad, becoming guilty, as if that's who we are. When we give ourselves the space to be spirit, neutral, and aware of what we are experiencing, we can choose and create a new response to what we may be feeling. This is very powerful. We can even be amused at feeling so intensely guilty or sad. Many of you may have had that experience of realizing in the midst of an emotional upheaval how silly it was and start 
laughing in spite of crying in grief or yelling in, angry a mo- in anger a moment before. Michael often tells the story of when he was a child growing up in Japan and he would be crying in great sadness or frustration one moment, but suddenly he pops out of that emotion and starts laughing joyfully. And many of the adults around him would say that, quote, the crow that was just crying is now laughing. That was a saying in Japan that one generally doesn't go from crying to laughing suddenly, and there was some degree of suspicion, if a child did that, that he wasn't really sad or hurt to start with. There's an inherent disbelief that a person can shift from one intense emotion to an almost opposite one that quickly, if she or he were truly feeling that way. Yet, it's absolutely not only possible, but much more productive and healthy. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I remember that, that uh, saying quite well, because it's not what the words say, it's, it's how people said it to me. And it was like, oh yeah, there Ooh. he goes again. Sort of derogatory. Yeah, right? it's, it's, it's kind of invalidating what I was feeling just a moment ago. As if it wasn't true, you know, as making it up and, and uh, uh, something like that. But, but anyway, um, one of the things I like to point out to people who have difficulties being happy if they're, they aren't feeling well or being able to love if they're feeling anger is how most mothers are in relationship to their babies. A mother could be sick, have a bad headache, be injured, or is completely exhausted. But if you ask her how she feels about her baby, she would declare in an instant with certainty that she loves her child or that she's totally happy about having her child, right? I mean, I've experienced that with mothers Many, 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 many times. Well, that to me is a great example of how we can feel differently about what we may be feeling at the time, right? In that example that I just gave, the mother's feeling sick or exhausted, yet she feels she loves and is happy about having her relationship with her child. So what she was feeling doesn't matter. She still, how she feels is, I love this child no matter what. Or I'm happy with being with this child no matter what. It's all that stuff. Ah, We forget that a lot. And I think mothers tend to not forget and, and feel that way is because their love for their child is so big. When it's like that, and it's not only limited to a child, it could be your dog, it could be your your wife or husband or best friend, brother, sister, whatever. Someone you truly love, it doesn't matter what you might happen to be feeling at the moment. You could be frustrated, you know, that you just can't understand these insurance papers (laughs) or you got to pay taxes or whatever. And and yet your best friend calls or a person you really care about 
and you go, oh, hey, you know, you're instantly, you're, the, the situation that you're frustrated about, angry about, is, hasn't changed, but now your attention's on, oh, I love this person. I'm so happy to be talking to this person, right? Yeah. And if you were sick, well, you're probably still sick. But how you feel is different. If we examine our own experiences, we each have that ability and use it every day. Regardless of what we may be feeling at any given time, when we even think about someone we dearly love, we begin to experience that degree of happiness with our certainty of loving that person. We could be feeling down and out, but we immediately feel at least a little bit better, don't we? When we see our favorite person coming to see us. What we feel is what we feel, but how we feel about it is our choice. Just because what we happen to be feeling at any given moment is not pleasant, we don't have to decide that we feel badly or unhappy about feeling that. We can choose to be happy or choose to love even if we're feeling pain or we're feeling down. What we feel is based on what we are putting our attention on to feel. It's like seeing. We only see what we were looking at, right? Yeah, if we're looking inside the house, we don't see the trees lining the street in front of our house. If within our mind, we're staring at and obsessing about not being able to, say, meet a deadline or make a payment, we won't be able to see a creative solution to our problem. In the same way, if we're turning our instrument of feeling or clairsentience towards the pain we perceive in the body, we won't be able to feel the joy within us as spirit. Waking ourselves up on this level is to start to first become aware that what we feel isn't who we are in any given moment. We are who we are, eternal spirit, and therefore unchanging, ever-loving, peaceful, and joyful. And we can feel whatever energy we put our attention on to feel. What happens when we remember who we are and stay tuned to the loving peace and joyfulness within us in spirit as we put our feelers towards someone else's distress, pain, and suffering? Do you imagine that suffering overpowers unconditional love and eternal freedom and joyousness? Of course not. It's just like when you turn on the light in a pitch dark room, the dark disappears. In the presence of any aspect of limitlessness, the limitless spirit, suffering dissolves. The limited cannot continue in the limitless. That is the true nature of all healing. And when it happens very quickly, we call it a miracle. Yet, even if it happens over a long time, it's no less of a miracle. And it always happens sooner or later. 
Our first break is coming right up, and we wanted to invite you to check our comprehensive audio self-study foundation course, Psychic Tools and Life Mastery Practices to Live Your Soul Purpose. You can read more about it on michaeltamora.com, our website, in our What We Do section under Seminars, Courses, and Retreats. When we return in a couple minutes, we'll continue with your clairsentience and feeling great. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Mental illness affects more people than you might think. Now there's a program that showcases support resources, how many people in our society view mental illness, and how the culture surrounding it is changing. Listen for We Are Hope with co-founder and host Sean Perry. Mental health is being seen as a public health crisis, and we want to help, support, and listen. You'll hear the discussions and conversations that need to happen. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. We hear, just be you, a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you a game changer in disguise? Are you tired of waking up every day saying, they soar like eagles and I'm stuck in the nest? Well, wonder no more. It's time to soar. Of the world's millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, almost all started with at least one unique idea. Join Crystal for a controversial look at triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a fun, financially free life with her successful guests. Listen to Soaring with Eagles, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific. Time on Voice America Empowerment and get ready to soar. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get back to teaching you some of your clairsentience and feeling great. I wanted to talk a little bit about clairsentience as well, and that is clairsentience is not only what you're feeling and how you're feeling about what you're feeling, but it's also a psychic ability in in feeling very subtle energies, such as walking into a room and not having a good feeling or walking into a house and feeling like there's a ghost in the house. And there's even uh, so-called non-psychic people who experience this. This is part of the function of this clairsentience or a second chakra feeling. Yeah. When you said, you know, when you just first walk into a room, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, when I walk into a wall, I usually go out. 
Hardy <laughs> 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 oh, <wow>. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, when you, well, even when you're walking down the street and you feel unsafe, I mean, there's nobody around and there's no shady characters uh, hanging out or anything like that. At least that you can see. <laughs> <laughs> but all of a sudden you feel like, somebody watching you or uh, following you or something like that, you can feel all kinds of things and you're not necessarily crazy. Well, you could be, (laughs) but you're not necessarily crazy because if it's your clairsentience, it's by your, just below your belly button, right? And it works like a radar. Just like a radar, it bounces, you know, you send out signals, so to speak, and it bounces off of stuff, even physical stuff, bounces off and the signal comes back just like on a radar and you know on the radar screen there's a blip ah over here there's a blip you don't physically see in the sky the airplane or the ufo or whatever <laughs> but it shows up on the radar screen as a blip because it's bouncing signals back and forth from whatever it's bouncing off of clairsentience works a similar way you're bouncing signals off of somebody else's energy or, like Raphael said, it could be a spirit without a physical incarnation. And you feel it. And you go, woo, <laughs> if, you, if you get creeped out or something with, you know, gee, I don't see anybody, but there's somebody standing there. Or once you start to recognize, hey, we live in spirit. We just happen to have bodies here. But there are others, just like us, who live in spirit only. And they don't have physical bodies at this point. But you can feel that. You can feel sometimes you're walking down the street and you go, you know what? I'm going to cross over to the other side of the street and walk on that side. It feels safer. What were you feeling? Well, you could be feeling um, the wall along that side of the street was you know, not very well made. So... If there's an earthquake or something, it could come crumbling down on you. Or you can feel the energy of, you know, somebody got mugged there uh, two days ago. And it's still, it was such a traumatic experience for these people that it's still there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you, you're driving in the, on the freeway and all of a sudden there's this patch where, oh, you feel awful. And then it passes. Oh, there could have been an accident there uh, the day before. There's no physical trace of it anymore, but the energy is still there. So on this clairsentience level, you're very, very sensitive. And of course, some people are even more sensitive, meaning they're just more aware of what they're picking up. Other people ignore it more. But everyone is clairsentient. So whenever you begin to experience pain, or unhappiness in some way, or, you know, fear or anything. First decide to be neutral and let your experience be as it is. Then choose love anyway, no matter what you might be feeling. So in doing so, you're making a new choice in the present about how you feel about what you're experiencing. Previously, you had made many choices that you can't feel happy about being miserable. How can I possibly be happy if, if I'm in pain or worse yet, I'm seeing someone I love 
suffering. Well, by choosing differently in a way that brings about healing, you not only heal yourself, but you begin to heal those around you. Remember, light is non-denominational. Awareness is light. It's non-denominational. It's impartial. Doesn't play favorites. When you turn on the light in the room, the darkness disappears from the room completely, regardless of who's in it or what they've done. doesn't matter if it's saints or sinners in the room. You turn on the light, it gets bright. The darkness goes away. All right? And that's why when you carry a grudge or you're blaming someone, you can't truly heal yourself. Forgiveness is turning on the light in the room. If you can't stand that one idiot or hate that terrible person in the room, you won't turn on the light. So I'd like to talk a little bit about an experience I had. I think I might have mentioned this before in another show, but I think this warrants a repeat of this story. Um, And it was a day that I was um, walking my then puppy, Akita. She was 10 months old and almost full-grown size. I think she was about uh, getting close to 80 pounds. And it was, we were living in south of Sacramento at the time in a very safe neighborhood, and it was about 10 o'clock at night. And we were walking down the street, and I was trying to teach her to not uh, pay attention to people walking by because she tended to kind of go with the flow of something. So if someone went by, she wanted to follow that person. Or when traffic went speeding by, she would want to uh, kind of follow the energy of that. So she's very, very, very clairsentient animal. She mm-hmm. she felt everything. Well, there were we were walking this one night, and uh, about I don't know a hundred feet up, there were a couple of young people, two young men, and I could tell energetically they were looking for trouble, but they were teenagers, and I wasn't too worried about it. And then one one of them knocked over the bus stop uh, bench up there, and I thought, oh, maybe I better. Be a little careful here. You know, paying attention. That's one of the things with clairsentience is paying attention. And then they spotted me 100 feet away or so and started coming in my direction. And as they got closer and closer and closer, the one in the front who was taller, taller than me actually, started to run his energy right into my crown chakra, down to my first chakra and up again. We call this a transmedium loop. And the energy he was running through me was his fear. It was his fear. He wanted to do something to me. I could tell that. But it was he was also very afraid of the consequences on an unconscious level. And so and he didn't know what he was doing, but he knew he wanted to make some kind of trouble with me. And as he got closer and closer, I felt okay because I had a big <laughs> dog that tends to be very guardian-ish. And if push came to shove, I knew she would come through for me, and she did. As he got closer and closer to me, she sat down. And I could hear coming from her chest this very quiet grrr sound. (laughs) Only I could hear it. And he got to almost five feet from me. He was still coming towards me, and he looked down and saw her. So up until that point, he was so 
in out of his body and more running his energy through mine, he did not see her. And she didn't even flex a muscle or anything. She was just looking at him with that little growl going on. And, of course, as soon as he saw her, he went, <laughs> went to, a, you know, what was it? Deputy dog used to say, exit stage left or exit stage right. And he and the other young fellow ran over the fence next to us and, and ran away. But um, as he went, as he left, I noticed that feeling, that experience of that transmedium energy of his fear, because I wasn't afraid. I had this big dog to protect me. (laughs) Um, And by the way, this is a very powerful position to be in. When you start to understand when someone else is running their energy, Mm -hmm. their emotions, and their feelings and everything through your space when you start to be able to ask yourself is this really mine it's a powerful position because if you get no it's not mine then you can just let it pass through and ground it off using that grounding cord that we that we talk about yeah and you don't have to engage with it you know we engage because we think it's this is how I'm feeling and I don't want to feel this way right? I'm going to solve this. Okay, how do I get out of this fear? How do I get out of this guilt? How do I get out of this, you know, uh, discomfort? But what if it's not yours that you're feeling? If we, we go through this all the time. Uh, I have a good good um, uh, story too, where I was on this airplane. And in one of those rare, rare, I try to always get an aisle seat, or at least a window seat, but I got stuck in the middle. And uh, between this pretty big, like a football player type guy, <laughs> and this uh, older woman, white-haired woman, who's very prim and proper. And, okay, uh, it's I'm in for the ride in between these two people. That's okay. But somewhere along the way, we hit turbulence. I mean, the first thing that I do when when I experience turbulence in a plane is I look at what the uh, uh, flight attendants are doing, right? And this, I see our stewardess and, you know, because they're so trained, they're so professional. A little turbulence, they're, they just go along like nothing's ever going happening, right? But when this happened, she went white <laughs> and ran to her, her, uh, station her chair that has that has uh, does double uh, shoulder harness and the seat belt and she is cinching it down like there's no tomorrow and i'm going oh this is not good <laughs> and of course everybody's screaming and the woman next to me grabs my arm with an iron iron grip and she goes uh, and I look at her, she's just trembling, and she goes, are we going to die? Are we going to die? And I I said, have you flown much before? And she goes, this is my first flight ever. <laughs> oh, so I go, oh, good. Uh, it's like this all the time. It's, <laughs> this is fine. These things can handle a lot. And she goes, thank God. And she calms down. She pulls out from her uh, oh, handbag, uh a little, you know, miniature bottle of vodka. <laughs> and she downs two of these. And and then she starts becoming chatty. I ask her what she did, why she's on the plane. And she says she's a uh, librarian going to this international 
um, Congress of librarians in Washington, D.C., to the Library of Congress. And I go, that's fascinating. I go, what do I know about library science? Nothing. Zilch. Except, oh, yeah, in third grade, I remember learning about the Dewey Decimal System and the Library of Congress system, two different systems. I have no clue what they are anymore, but so I asked her. Tell me about, what's the difference between those two systems? She launched, she became like a professor. She launched into this lecture about the difference between Dewey Decimal and the Library of Congress system. And as she was in her element, no fear. And I'm going, thank God, this is great. Meanwhile, other people are still screaming. And then I look over to my other side, and this guy who looks like a football player, he's white-knuckling it. So I nudge him, and I start joking around with him. He starts joking, and he calms down. When our row was calm, I noticed that the row right behind us had two 12-year-old girls. They start putting their hands up in in the air, going, Wee! This is better than an e-ride at the Great America. (laughs) So (laughs) that's that's, uh, how it... And then once the two rows were good... The whole cabin quieted down. So we can match each other in energy and the positive as well as the negative, that's for sure. And the turbulence stopped. Yes. Oh, of course. Well, we're getting to our second break. And in just over two weeks now, you can join us on the big island of Hawaii at the Royal Kona Resort for our extraordinary mini retreat of a seminar weekend, Saturday, July 13th and Sunday, July 14th and our amazing optional dolphin swim cruise with our seafaring friends at Sunlight on Water on Monday morning following the weekend. The overall theme for this mini retreat will be Raising Lemuria, Discover the Secrets of Creative Manifestation. On Saturday, Michael will give his all-day seminar, You Are Stardust, Discover How You Got There and What You're Here to Do. Then on Sunday, he'll teach You Are Golden, Materialize your inner vision, creativity, and abundance. There's simply nowhere quite like Hawaii to learn to manifest your higher spirit creativity, and there's no one quite like Michael Tamura from whom you could learn to do so. Plus, the weekend just happens to be our 28th wedding anniversary and Michael's Michael's 66th birthday, so you're all welcome to come celebrate with us. On top of all that... There's no experience quite like swimming and communing with the Naya, our spinner dolphin friends in the Pacific Ocean along the Kona Coast. You will be transformed. I guarantee it. Come live a bit of the miracle with us. Check our website events calendar at michaeltamora.com under July for all the details. And you can also call our assistant at 530-926-2650 to register Monday through Friday during normal business hours, specific time. Don't go away. When we return, we'll help you with your clairsentience so you can feel great. See you in a couple minutes. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work, and you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Hello, I'm Cass Thomas, and I'd like to invite you to join me and my friend Monish for our show, Beyond Love, Sex, and Other Drugs. We'll be talking about exclusion, abuse, possibilities, addiction, relationships, LGBT, and more. Is it time to create the life you truly desire? Join us, Beyond Love, Sex, and Other Drugs, every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America's Empowerment Channel. This conversation can change your life. It is certainly changing ours. Listen for Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit, hosted by Dr. Dory Lynn. Dr. Dory is coming back, sexy, savvy, and with sage advice from nearly eight decades of life experience. It's not retirement, it's refirement. It's fun, it's deep. Listening just makes you feel good. If you're looking for straight talk without all the bull in the world, be sure to tune in to Dr. Dory and Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit. Live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Make an appointment listening right now. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. We're exploring today about your clairsentience and feeling great. So Michael would like to spend a little time with you in showing you how to work with your clairsentience, that very sensitive aspect of you that feels everything. Okay, so here's a little meditation practice. But as with most of our meditation practices, you do this in meditation. Then in everyday life, as you go about your business and your life and everything else, you can adapt and apply this to those situations just on an intuitive knowingness level. Okay, so if you'll just sit, if you want to join us, just sit comfortably in a chair with both feet flat on the floor and just give yourselves a couple of deep breaths. Ah, yeah. And close your eyes. Then be aware of being in the center of your head. And then Ground yourselves, level for those of you just tuning in. Grounding is just imagining a giant tree trunk you're sitting on. Ah, notice just imagining sitting on that tree trunk, something starts to settle down. But then imagine the tree trunk is anchored in, rooted in the center of the earth. So imagine the center of the earth and the tree trunk is rooted in. And then imagine where you're sitting on the tree trunk. The tree trunk is flat and smooth. It comes up 
into just above the tip of your above the tip of your tailbone, there's the first chakra, the energy center of self-preservation. Just connect the tree trunk to that chakra. Just imagine it's hooked in. And then imagine just letting everything be, which is to say, let everything go, right? Letting go doesn't mean you have to get rid of anything. Letting go just means letting everything just be as you experience it. Ah, Neither trying to do anything to it or take anything away from it, avoid it, resist it, nothing. Just let it be. All right. Ah, Give yourselves another deep breath. Now, as you're in the center of your head, and those of you who already been practicing running energy, you can bring in the earth energy through your feet chakras to the first chakra through your leg channels, cosmic energy down from the crown chakra down the four back channels to the first chakra. And then the mixture goes up the front two channels and out the crown chakra like a beautiful spray, the fountain of golden energy, just continuously flowing out. Also, it branches out across the shoulders, down the arms, and flows out your hand chakras in the palms of your hands. Okay, so that energy is constantly going just enough. Remember, on this psychic level, it's thought more is better. It's just enough, not too much, not too little. Okay, so as you, and you don't have to quantify it of exactly how much is just enough. No, you just know You're just running just enough earth energy, just enough cosmic energy, just enough the mixture of 85% earth and 15% cosmic up the front two channels. Okay, So this is the way it works on an energy level. It's incredibly simple. So don't complicate it. It works not with any effort, unlike physical labor where you have to, okay, carry this heavy thing across the, across the room. Huh. No, nothing like that. There's no physical effort involved. There's not even mental effort. There's no concentration and get it right. No, it's just knowing with certainty. Being aware, okay, there's the earth energy, and I know it's flowing there. Okay. Huh, I know I'm in the center of my head. I have certainty. I'm aware. I mean, if you weren't aware, you wouldn't be hearing my voice or feeling anything or knowing anything, right? Okay. So this one is about your clairsentience, which is situated in your second chakra. It's the chakra that's right below your your navel. So maybe about... Uh, three quarters of an inch, an inch below where your navel is and inside the body is this energy center. And it's a disc of energy, you know, size of a dollar or something. And this energy center, like I mentioned earlier in the show, works like a radar. Sends energy out, brings back energy and feels. This is how you experience feeling something. Anything even in the physical feelings that goes through this chakra, this area of consciousness. But we're talking about psychic feeling. Feeling energies that 
many people don't recognize they see. Right? On a clairvoyant level, you can see all this energy. But in the clairsentient, you feel it. So you can just decide, oh, how many times a day do you worry about stuff, right? Like, especially about people. So you go, oh, I wonder how my friend, you know, Sally is feeling today. She was sick yesterday. Okay, what do you do with that? Your thoughts are incredibly powerful. It's not just a passing, I wonder how she's feeling. No, when you decide, when you think, and ask that question, how is Sally feeling today? Your clair- because it's feeling, your clairsentience tunes into Sally. And because you're worried, see, if you weren't worried, you just want to know, how's uh, Sally feeling today? She could be feeling like total joyous, right? So you're not looking at concern. You're looking at, you're going for, you know, Hey, I just want to know how this friend of mine is feeling. That's one thing. Then you feel more of the how she really is. But if you're worried, what are you worried about? You're not worried that she's feeling fantastic, right? <laughs> Unless you're in true competition and jealous about her and you want her to feel bad. Oh, no, she's feeling great today. <laughs> no, no. When you're worried, you're feeling... Oh, that's my friend. I want her to be feeling good and, uh, you know, concerned. So, so your feeling antennas are going out, not to totality of what she's feeling, of, but it's, it's limited to, you know, is she feeling bad? You know, I hope she's not feeling still sick, that kind of stuff. So her, your thinking is tuning your clairsentience to this particular person who you're concerned about on a negative level because of your fear and and you're tuning in. So whatever she's not feeling very good about and any areas where she's feeling kind of punk or low, that's what you're going to pick up on. Her fear, her guilt, pain, you know, some kind of suffering, whatever. So guess what? If you're wondering about that person, do you give yourself the satisfaction and the validation of an answer? When I wonder about somebody, I get an answer right away. I go, because I'm doing it deliberately. I'm going, how does this person feel? Oh, God, (laughs) this person's not feeling very good at all. (laughs) But then you don't have to become that feeling. That's right. So I go, okay, thanks. And now I know how my friend over here is feeling and feeling, you know, really down and out. Okay. I use that information. I don't have to take it on. I don't have to become it and feel lousy all, all day. No, just because my friend's feeling lousy. But I can use that information. Oh, I'm going to give him a call and cheer him up or something. Or just check in to see what he's feeling lousy about. You can use it as a diagnostic tool. But to do that, you have to be conscious. You're not feeling yourself. You're feeling what somebody else is going through. But if you're just off the top, wandering, wondering about things, and you don't complete that cycle, you're going to keep on tuning into that person, keep on feeling what they're feeling, and especially if you're tuning into a person because you're worried about that person, 
generally you're going to tune into the negative aspects, not the positive or the whole thing, but the negative aspects of what they're feeling. So you're going to be feeling lousy until the other person starts to feel better. (laughs) So you have to consciously disconnect. You have to consciously go, okay, I, I get it. This person's not feeling well. Great. I'll do something, you know, later or whatever. Okay. So in this meditation, first thing, give yourself a deep breath. Be aware again in the center of your head. And then ask yourself, okay, how much? Notice, notice what you're feeling right now. Notice the different kinds of emotions or sensations or whatever it is you're feeling. Okay? And notice when you start to give yourself permission to be conscious of what you're feeling, you start to recognize more, not only that you're feeling a lot, but you're feel whatever it is you're feeling. You're feeling, oh, I'm feeling kind of happy over here, and then I'm feeling a little down over here, and I feel a little kind of uh, anxiousness over here, and I feel, oh, I'm kind of worried about this over here. So it's different feelings, right? Okay, now ask yourself this. This is a very important. How much of everything you're feeling right now isn't yours? And imagine like a gauge from zero to 100%, whatever type of gauge it's easy for you to imagine, zero to 100%, and ask yourself, okay, how much of everything I'm feeling right now is not mine? And let that gauge show you. Don't try to figure it out or control it. Just ask the gauge, okay, gauge, show me out of 100% of what I'm feeling, how much of it isn't mine? And then so guess, see what you get. Just, just as an example, if you get like 70, 70%, that's huge. If even 50, 40% is huge. It makes a huge difference in your feeling, right? And the decisions you make about, about how you're feeling about life and your situation and where you're at. So, oh, what if, if 70% of what you're feeling and it's not that hugely great, okay, so don't, don't fight it. Just know, okay, so 70%, that's this example, of what I'm feeling isn't mine. There's nothing wrong with that as long as you know it's not yours. Okay, now imagine a nice big rose out in front of you, an image of a rose, and then just let go of that 70% of energy that you're feeling that's not yours. Just decide consciously, okay, I'm totally willing to. I'm totally willing to let go of the 70% of energy I'm feeling right now that's not mine. And just imagine the energy that you've been tuned into feeling with your second chakra by the navel is leaving you. It's just like smoke or steam just going up and going into that rose. Ah, it's just energy. You don't have to feel it. Then put it into that rose. When it's all in that rose, give yourself a deep breath and imagine the rose, the whole thing exploding, neutralizing all that energy, and it sends it back to wherever you came from. 
So you're helping them out too. And, okay, now notice how much what you're feeling has changed. I notice a lot of you are calmer or it's lighter, not as uncomfortable or whatever, right? Ah, A little bit up. So notice just even the first time you practice this, there's a quite a difference. So practice this regularly, even when you're walking around. If you start to feel a little, oh, it's I don't feel that great, ask yourself, how much of it is not mine? All right. So give yourself a deep breath. And when you finish with a meditation like this, you could do this many times, but bring in the gold sun. Imagine that bring going gold sun full of life force energy. And then just gently bring it in from the top of your head to the tips of your toes. And stretch and bend on over, drain off all the excess energies out of your shoulders and neck and everything, arms. And when you're ready, come back up, open your eyes, and say hello to your physical environment. Be here. And once again, I hate to interrupt here, but we're coming to the end of the show. Make sure you completely fill up with that gold sun. We truly appreciate your joining us. It's a blessing to get together with all of you around the world each week through our show. Next Wednesday, we'll help you to get to know your chakras more. We're working towards a time when elementary schools through through medical schools all make learning about chakras a priority on their curriculums. Remember to check out the details of our incomparable Hawaii mini-retreat July 13th to 15th on our website, michaeltamura.com. We hope to see you there. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. <laughs>